3: They're running off the back with about 400 metres to complete the mile, and now the leader's just shaken up a little bit with uh, with David Miles, and Captain Ravishing just sits off him, gradually eases to the outside now with Greg Sugars, and he's looming up very quickly. Yeah. Captain Ravishing let down. And look at those legs go, the turn of foot. He just takes over, and that acceleration's there. That is going to warm up the, the hearts of the Tabor family. Within the space of a few strides, he just quickened appreciably, held together, and he just Cruises through the line, Captain Revising, with a lot more uh, to come. Oh, that was Dan Maleki. Uh, work between races, track work between races. There, Chris, last Saturday night. How are you? Good morning,
0: Steve. I'm well. Good morning to you. Good morning, everyone. So things are starting to take shape now, as far as the Tab Eureka is concerned. He's uh, he's clearly close to a return. I think they said that they're happy to go into the Eureka fresh. So that's bold. But as we know, he's a, a very fast horse. Uh, We've got Catchaway, they're gonna work together, I think it's uh, maybe at the end of this week at Geelong, Captain Ravishing and Catchaway, so that's good. Uh, And then we've got Leap to Fame back in action on Saturday night, and there's a few others that are starting to uh, just go through the process. So that race is really starting to take shape nicely.
3: Chris, um, earlier this morning, for those that may have missed it, my special guest when I started was the Chief Executive Officer from Racing Queensland, Jason Scott. And I said to Jason at the start of the interview, what's the priority in front of you on the desk there at Deegan at this stage? And this is what he had to say. I think there's no doubt the top list
4: of my priorities is harness racing and um, building a new harness track. uh, Since I've been here, we've had a little bit of news and the government needs to resume Albion Park. 12 to 18 months earlier than we were originally told, a community centre is being built there prior to, to be used by the community there prior to uh, it becoming a basketball event for the Olympics. Uh, the, the Greyhound track out at Umanet is a queue. It'll be finished and built. We'll have the three tracks going. Harness Racing Track won't be. So we're negotiating with the government to, to find ways certainly to... Um, reduce the the council and government red tape to see if we can get on there early. And then obviously we're seeing how we find resources and build this track faster so that if there is a gap between uh, when Albion Park is resumed and and, the normal track opens, it's as small as possible because, you know, we do have a problem there are some horses that just don't get around Marburg or Redcliffe and we don't want to have a situation where we've got Queensland trained horses with
3: nowhere to race. Interesting, Chris. So out of Albion Park by March, order of government 2025.
0: Mm, So it's very interesting. And I I touched on a few things. And here's a few more things I've thought about since I spoke earlier to you. So Albion Park have got a new race next year, which automatically becomes the richest race on the calendar. It's the Proto Star. That's a two-year-old race. So we get one edition of that race. And then what happens? Because surely it's not going to be held at Recliffe or Marburg. And I'm not pouring cold water on Recliffe or Marburg, and I don't want people to think that. But at the end of the day, we've got to have a metro venue. So can the industry survive, whether it's six months, nine months, 12 months, two years, without a metro venue? Um, as I said, we've got some of the best horses in the country right now. Leap the Fame, arguably the best. We've got Speak the Truth. We've got a number of other horses. What, what happens to them, Steve, if there's no metro venue, are, are connections forced to race their horses at those remaining venues? Reckliffe for Marburg, are they forced to sell? Are they forced into early retirement? I'm not trying to be negative, but these are questions that have got to have answers. And the, the, the most important one, who's going to fight for harness racing? So th- th- this is this is a major A major concern going forward. Uh, We were promised a replacement track of Gold Coast back in 2013. It's now 2023. Obviously, that's not going to happen. So, you know, you you, you can't help but, you know, feel for the, the Harness participants because they'd be thinking, here we go again here we go again it's always the harness code that uh that seems to get that the, the rough end of it mm. so
3: but you can't play race in queensland it sounds like government just want the track to do so you know um want mm. the track sooner than was anticipated so you know uh, possibly but yeah. as far as forward planning and thinking Are we a little bit short there? It'd be nice though, wouldn't it? Like in an ideal world, and there's all this this is a problem, all this red tape and just some different regulations and hoops to jump over, it'd be nice if we could just get the bulldozers
0: in and start Norwell within a couple of weeks, wouldn't it, ideally? Yeah, that that would be ideally. But as we know, I I don't even think it's confirmed what size track we're going with. I I think if you speak to the vast majority of participants, they're happy with a 1,000-metre track. Uh, that's that's properly cambered, much better cambered than what Albion Park provides right now. I think that would be the, the, the you know general consensus that they would be happy with that. There's talk about 1,200 metre tracks, there's talks of chutes and all that sort of stuff. At the end of the day, if we build a 1,000 a, a metre track that's properly cambered, I think that's that's ideal for what we have here in this state.
3: Yeah, it'd be interesting. You speak to a lot of participants. You'll be speaking to a lot of participants all week. We've got Scott Miller, for example, on the line. It'd be just to get thoughts on, on the, given those comments, which were fresh this morning. Scott Miller's with us now, Chris.
0: Scott, good
2: morning. Yeah, morning, Chris. Morning, Steve. How are you? Good, thanks, mate.
0: Yeah, really well. It, it, it's concerning, that news, that we couldn't be without a, a metro home for anywhere between six, six months to 18 months, if not two years.
2: Yeah, it's pretty disappointing when you think about it. Um, you know, we're making leaps and bounds. Turnover's great through the carnival. You know, racing's great. And then we're going to be left left short again, you know, and we've got to then start back and build up again. Um,
0: you know, it's pretty disappointing when you when you think about it. Just on the track size, um, and everyone's had their say, what, what would you prefer?
2: Uh, well, I'm at the point now where if... If we're still fighting over what track size we want and what we're going to do, we're not going to get in until 2030. So let's just build a place, a thousand meter track, 1200 meter track, whatever. Let's just build it so we can race. Otherwise, there'll be no there'll be no one left here to race because if we're going to be six months trying to work out what track we want, um, you know, we we're getting further and further behind the eight bulls. So just build whatever whatever they want to build, but let's just get uh, let's get the ball rolling because as I'm like you. You know, we're still still in discussions on, you know, what we want at the centre. You know, what track, what
0: this. Let's just decide and, and start getting the ball rolling. You know.
2: Mm, yeah,
0: absolutely. It looks like it's going to have to be built, and then other things can be built in in time to come. But we just need the racetrack to start with.
2: Well, that's it. You know. Um. You know, this is just. This is just a really early stage of you know what we want. Then you know we've got to get you know people into to price it all up and you know you know all that takes time. You know they're not just going to say let's turn over turf. Uh, we'll give you the job. You know they're going to then want you know three people to quote on the job and you know so we're we're just getting further and further behind the eight ball. Of the, given um, if
3: given the government made the mistake, you know maybe they need to throw the kitchen sink at it and you know
2: get a uh,
3: million soldiers out there working on it. When we get yeah, all this ticked yeah. off,
2: but would they? You know, like um, you know, that's the question. with government, um, you know, as, as Chris said, you know, we we're promised another track from Gold Coast, and you know, we're you know we're ten years down the track, and um, you know, still in the still still nowhere to be nowhere to be seen. You know? but, and, you know. and
0: just from your point of view, like as I mentioned, like Leap to Fame, he's considered to be the the number one horse in the country. So, Steve, you said early two thousand and twenty-five, correct? That's right.
3: Unless yeah. they can get so it to change, get government to to relent to the pressure, so to speak, and give them a little bit more
0: breathing space. So we're less than, what, 18 months away, and, and this horse is just entering his prime now. So, you know, they, they've got a lot to, to to worry about as well. Are they are they forcing him into early retirement? Are they forcing him to sell him to North America, move him into state? You guys are going to face the same thing, Scott, with Speak the Truth, because he's a genuine Grand Circuit horse of the future. So... You guys are going to have to face some big decisions with that horse uh, in, in less than in, in less than 12 months time perhaps
2: yeah well yeah that's that's the worry you know as I say you know nothing against requests you know it, it's a great track for for the you know the next the, the next tier down of racing but um, you know I don't want to be taking my good horses there and running 50 you know 55 54 around it um you know it's just a disaster waiting to happen um, you know I, I, I took short ink captain there and he got around there just but uh, you know come back and had a crossfire mark on him and, and all that sort of stuff. so you know it's great you know it's great to run nice time but you don't want to be taking your good horses there to, to run 154 on you know it's just a disaster breaking down waiting to happen. so moving forward um, yeah I'm not sure what um, could what we, we have do.
3: could we have some races at some of the gallops tracks?
2: Uh, I just don't put think the they the right base. Not necessarily. They yeah, they just haven't got the right base for, mm. for you know the for the pacing. You know, they've got to, it's got to have a, a solid solid uh, ground on it, and then just have a nice top put on it. You know, um, yeah, I'd, it needs to be a proper racetrack, really. It's Just um, you know, the ideal situation. Maybe get the track built, but um, and then work around everything else. But I don't know if you know, then we're like, oh, hang on, we need to not race because they're building a grandstand or, you know. So, Mm. yeah, very, very disappointing, but um, I'm sure uh, Racing Queensland's disappointed as well, but um, that's the government for you these days. They just, uh,
0: whatever they want, they, they get, and that's about it. Mm, yeah, it's disappointing. There's a, there's a lot of what there. That's for sure and certain. Uh, I wanted to talk to you today about the two runners down in Sydney. Sure thing, Captain, who looks, you know, a, a very talented horse. We've spoken numerous times about him, and he could be affected in, in time to come with no Metro venue. But he's stepping out in this Nutrien series. So um, just give me the whole sort of box and dice with the Nutrient series. The final of this uh, series is going to be staged in Melbourne, correct?
2: yeah that's correct it's the final will be in bendigo um uh, friday week
0: so yep that's correct okay so melbourne heat uh what are you sort of likely to sort of come up against there if if he sort of does well today and progresses to the final Yes,
2: uh, yeah, so he'll um he'll, if he uh, qualifies today and will go well uh he'll travel down to melbourne next tuesday so um, so that's the plan, that we'll just stay in Sydney and then just go down uh, three or four days before um, the final. Um, the weather's not real kind in Melbourne, so we just want to keep out of that sort of weather if
0: we can. Yeah, that's fair enough. Field of six, we've got an early scratching of Van Basten. Interesting, Shane Sanderson comes up from Victoria to contest that heat today. So he's opting to come to Sydney rather than contest that the Melbourne heat next week. Yeah, sort of a bit
2: surprised about that um when we nominated i thought actually shane had both of his in uh, but then um, obviously took one out after noms i'm not sure um i'm pretty sure he had them both nominated because nominations were different days so probably just trying to make sure that uh you know maybe he might have left the other guy in melbourne now that there's two heats in melbourne but um, yeah, at the Menangle fields were drawn up a day before the Bendigo, so um, yeah. So he nominated both, had a look, and um, knew there was definitely going to be one heat in Melbourne, and so just opted to split them up. But yeah, I was a little bit surprised,
0: but anyway. It okay. is. is he the horse to beat today? Dangerous uh, f- from your viewpoint, with Sure Thing, Captain? Ah, oh, for sure. It's a bit of a tricky sort of race,
2: and you know. Um, it, yeah, small field, um, it's drawn good. Um, so, you know, over 2,300, how much speed's on. Um, so, yeah, it's sort of a bit of a tricky race to work out, you know. Some of these times, these small fields, they go slow, you know. Um, so hopefully hopefully they don't go too slow and, um, you know, we travel all good and um, everything, everything works out.
0: Ideally, would you like to be leading up this race today? Oh, I would love to be leading up, but I don't think that'll—I
2: don't think that'll happen. Um, you know, we weren't able to, and they didn't let us go last time, um, so I doubt it. they would let us go this time. So, um, yeah. So, hopefully, hopefully we can just sort of settle, and um, yeah, you know, sort of. If we're not, we might be behind him, or um, but hopefully they don't make it a walk us on. So, it's mm. sort of a tricky race, and Adam will have to make a lot of decisions once the gate leaves and and what's happening.
0: Yeah, well, it's going to be interesting then. Like small field, 2300, it could really develop into just a, you know, a furlong, furlong and a half sprint.
2: Yeah, that's the worry, you know. um, You know, it's the worry when it's like that, that um, it it could end up being that sort of race because, you know, that's what happens in these small fields. Um, you know, there's in a big field, people sort of know that they need to qualify, so they yeah, have to make moves and so on and so on. So, um, yeah, it will be a, a tricky little race. So, hopefully, no matter what, if it is a bit of a walk and he settles and he, you know, he's got a, you know, a great turn of foot as well. So, hopefully, you know, he can screw home faster than anything. But you know, there's also the chance that if Adam really wanted to get him off the gate, that, uh, you know, he could cross them, you know. So, um, but then the penalty of maybe doing that is that uh, you know we' you know could be stirring him up for a future future, you know for the final in Melbourne, you know uh, if he draws back sort of a bit of a animal Adam will, animal Adam will decide what to do. so yeah, you know, we leave that into his hands, whatever he does we'll we'll just we'll deal with it.
0: All right, well, he's the man in the hot seat, no question about it. um just on on short sure thing happen, he's travelled down well and he's taken no harm from the recent features during the carnival. Yeah, no,
2: he's traveled out really good, uh, really happy with uh, actually all three of them that have travelled down. So um, you know, the two year old's first time being away, so he's you know, he's probably a little bit more unusual to it. But, you know, uh, him and Makara uh, you know, they've you know, he's travelled from New Zealand and the other guys travelled down before. So, um, yeah, no, they've handled it well and he you know, he's 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 gone through the carnival really good from, you know, terrible draws and no luck in runs, so um, it wasn't like he's had a lot of gut busters through the carnival, So you know, it's very sort of on the, on the, you know, he's not on the way down. He's sort of still up, ready to go.
0: All right, um, and, and just on Forceful, who goes around in that two-year-old heat today? He's also looking to qualify for the the big final. How have you gauged him so far? He's got that win, but you know, probably just a little up and down. How do you sort of assess him?
2: Yeah, he's just a little up and down. You know, to be honest, if um, if uh, Shaun sure Captain wasn't going, he wouldn't be there. Um, he's only there because we were going anyway, and he was eligible, so uh, we just put him in. Um, you know, he's still learning. He's a big baby. Um, you know, he's you know he'll probably be behind the leader today. Um, he'll. Go straight to the fence, I would say, from that drawer and, you know, just follow him around and, and see how he goes, you know. But, uh, yeah, he's not up against the good ones, but we were down there, so we thought, oh, well, we'll give him a trip and he can go down and, um, you know, he as go down with him. He's eligible for it. We've paid up to 3,000 to be in it, so he as go for a, a ride. All
0: right, fair enough. And I've got to ask, uh, speak the truth, we started at the show talking about the Eureka and a couple of the big guns are out and about. so. Speak the truth, we know he's going to be starting in the, uh, the million-dollar race, well, the world's richest race, $2.1 million. So what do you do with him between now and September 2?
2: Uh, so he's still in work. Um, he'll uh, probably trial either next Tuesday or Friday. Um, he's got the four-year-old triad here, which is worth 75000 which is the week after that on the 18th or the 19th. Um, so he'll go around in that, and then he'll just go into the Eureka after that. Um, so he'll have sort of two two major, you know, he'll have a, you know, a good, you know, a nice hit out in the trial and then uh, obviously he'll have a good run in the, the triad um, and then, um, yeah, he'll go into the Eureka after that. You know, I think they've got to be, you know, in those sort of races, they've got to be fit, they've got to be hard. Um, you know, it's 2,400 metres. So, you know, you can't, you know, I'm sort of a bit surprised that Captain Rav- Ravishing would go in it with no run because... Um, you know, it's those sort of races against those sort of horses. You've got to be, um, you know, you've got to be pretty up and, and solid, you know. Uh. So, yeah, it's quite quite interesting people's way that they're treating going into that race. Um, you know, Grant's you know, option, you know, he's going to give his horse another two more or three more runs to keep him, you know, keep him hard and ready and, and, and going for it. And, you know, where Captain Ravishing is not going to have a run. So, it's, yeah, it's, it's quite... Um, I, I think it just adds to the race a bit, you know.
3: I think they changed the gear too, haven't they, Scott, with Captain Ravishing. Did you see that work out? I think they tried to stop him from hanging in there.
2: Yeah, I saw that, that they put a Murphy blind on his um, on his near side to try and stop him, you know. It was a nice work it stop workout. Him? You know, um, Oh, it does work on some horses. Like, um, instead of looking on the inside, they sort of run the other way because they can't see anything on the inside. Um, so, it, it you know, it could work for him, but it's hard to know because... I think the major of the times that he's been hanging, he's been wide on the track, you know, so any horse that's wide on the track and they're running, you know, a 25 quarter um, is going to hang, you know, you're not going to get around the corner straight as, because when they're going that hard, they're looking for every shortcut they possibly can to Mm -hmm. get around that corner at a better angle, you know? So, um, so yeah, sometimes it's, I, yeah, I think, yeah, he was hanging in those races, but they'll get in home and, Sensational last half, and he was he was so wide on the track, you know. So, um, you know, it wouldn't be really my concern, but obviously they're just trying to straighten him out a bit. So,
3: Scott, do you, you follow racing or watch racing globally? Chris does all the time as well. Are there any synthetic tracks with harness racing anywhere in the world?
2: Oh, I haven't really uh, seen any. Um, like, I think if there was would be any, it would be America. But um, yeah, I don't think so. Um, I, yeah, it'd, it'd actually be interesting. I think um it'd be didn't uh i didn't we have a few at toowoomba we race on the that track up at the i sure not long the old ago. cushion track did we yeah
0: i'm i'm pretty sure we might have actually had a bit of a go mm, up Chris? there yeah we might have i'm i'm, I'm not familiar with yeah. it though you know what i'm getting at <laughs>
3: <laughs> no, we <don't. laughs> well wow well. you know desperate <laughs> times call for desperate measures
4: Sunshine yeah, just, Coast
3: got nice one, 1,700 metre circumference. Gold Coast has yeah. got one. I Why think not? you're cheapening our product I'm mentioning that, Steve. Hey, I'm just you're coming cheap. up with solutions, it's, possible it's, it's, solutions. It's a
0: lack of for our good horses. They deserve to raise on the track. I'm just coming up track, with possible
3: so. ideas. I'm throwing them out yeah. there. I
2: All would. Right, I'd man. be. I'd be like Chris. Uh, I definitely wouldn't be taking my good ones there. Um, no. You know, might, might take my second raiders, or um, but you know, I. Definitely wouldn't be taking my good ones to, to a track that wasn't up to up to their standard. You know, there's too much to lose. Um, you know, once they're gone, they're gone. You know, so mm-hmm. you know, hopefully that they can come up come up with a scenario with the government and start fast tracking some stuff. But
3: uh, you're close yeah. to Norwell too, aren't you?
2: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're only like five minutes away. From Is the there anything call. happening there? Um, no, <laughs> not. What's there at the moment? I think there's a sign on the property. That's about it. Mm. <laughs> yeah. And Where everyone you have else to start you know, it. Maybe yourself, sell.
3: Shannon, the team, get out there with some shovels and
0: start. <laughs>
2: I'll, take the, I'll take the bobcat over straight away. Yeah. And
0: we'll get <laughs> anyway. Hey, good luck today. Appreciate the time. Okay. Thank you. Scott Miller joining us, so, yeah, no, no, no synthetic,
3: Steve.
0: The, no, the good gallopers I just, don't as go I said, I'm just synthetics. pointing it out there, Chris. Don't shoot the messenger. Yeah, the, the good gallopers don't go to the synthetic, so why should the good harness horses have to go there? So we can't cheapen the product. So anyway, let's move on. Trent Dawson, I'll ask him the question. Could harness racing survive for a period of time, whether it be six months, two years, without a metro track? Trent Dawson, good morning. Good morning, Chris. How are you going? Yeah, really well. Could it be possible?
1: Well, I mean, I guess I guess we don't necessarily need a, a track in the metro area. I wouldn't have thought to survive that, but we need a we need a track of some quality that yeah. um, these good horses can race on. So you know, whether it be you know Marburg, um, you know, I I, I would say Redcliffe. If, if Redcliffe had a, I don't necessarily think Redcliffe is a um, you know a high enough standard track for us to race on in that for that period, but um, if they gave us a a nice thousand meter track at least in any
0: of those locations, I don't think it needs to be in a metro area. Mm, yeah, and that that's a, a very valid point. What size track would you like to
1: see? Uh, me personally, I'd like fourteen hundred. I um, I haven't raced on an angle a great deal, but it's um you know <clears throat> I think I think it'd be a you know, the way forward for for racing in Queensland. I mean, we sort of had a thousand meter track and. I think our product would probably get better um, particularly the drivers that drive up here i think it would um it'd be more of a spectacle i think watching our drivers drive on a 1400 meter track um weekly
0: okay that's fair enough that's fair enough now i've got to ask uh the 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 good three-year-old in your stable for real life what, what's the update did he undergo some recent surgery
1: yeah so we after his last start um i think that was probably four or five weeks ago now he, we uncovered a um, just a, a scope and we sort of thought there was some some little issue going on that night, and um, he had an epiglottic entrapment, which is, you know, it was it was performance limiting, but thankfully for um, the problems that they can have in their airway, it was it was probably <coughs> one of the better ones to have. Um, so he was by the end of that week, he was he was in it got it, yeah, up, at, up at the university. Uh, Dr. Bannerhurn he did uh, perform laser surgery on it, um, fixed it, um, been healing really well. Sort of we the last week and you know, a week and a half we've been you know hobbling hobbling like like normal we're we're at full speed now so we're um yeah we could we'll either toss up trialing maybe end of the week or early next week so um
0: preparation for that triad okay so it's full steam ahead to the triad which is really good news if, if that's the case
1: well yeah like we're, we're monitoring it weekly and um but every every time we look at it, it, it just keeps getting better and better. And um, yeah, they are quite quite amazed at the way it's um, way it's healing. Obviously, it hadn't it probably hadn't been there as long as um, you know the bad. If they if they go go on too long, they can they can turn quite ugly these problems. But it's probably been around four or five weeks. So um, to the horse's credit, I think he probably probably won won and run some good races with, with the problem, but um, it, it didn't seem like we caused any secondary problems at that time. So I think we got it just in time.
0: Okay. So was he
1: making any sort of noises or anything like that? Um, more so after the race. Um, it's it just little, little differences. Uh, I, I guess uh, you, you wouldn't, you know if, if it was a, if it was a normal noise that he always made it was probably something we um we would have not worried about but just just the little differences that um you can tell from week to week i guess and um yeah it was it was something that you know we we probably probably could have looked at a little bit earlier but when the, when they're winning winning good races and running good races um you' probably try and tell yourself that they're, yeah, you know, everything everything's good, and you know, put your rose-colored glasses on. But there there was little things in the back of in the back of my mind that um, you know, probably while his overall perf- performances were quite good, still there were there were little aspects of his game that probably weren't up to par for him. Um, you know, particularly his gate speed, and he was sort of having a bit of trouble sort of reaching top speed in a short space there for a bit in a few of those races. So, um, no, I I think it's gonna you know it's quite. Quite heartening to know that we're probably the last month we were racing with an issue, and um, yeah, even even though we're probably going to go into the tribe six runs, six weeks without a run, but um, you know, I think he, I think he's going to be a lot better for it.
0: All right, well, that trial is going to be really important for him. Just on on the triad night, uh, future assured, Magical Maya, are they both pushing towards those sort of races as well?
1: Yeah, yeah, that's um, a bit, I think Magical Maya she won on Saturday night, so. The way they do the rankings there, it's sort of, um, you know, she kind of needed to win another race to really cement a spot in that field, uh, which she's done, and I, I think she's going to be a good chance. It's, um, I'd, li- I'd like to say I'm training it to the minute, but it, it seems like more like dumb luck than, uh, than good management. She seems to be peaking right at about the time we needed to, just like last year. So um, maybe I'll just try and say it's good management for now, but we'll see how that goes. But, um, yeah, future assured. he's, um, he's sort of, you know, he's he performed really well, but he's probably a little bit further down the rankings than I I like. He's currently in the field, but um, I'd like to go in there fresh with him if I could. So we'll probably sort of play a little bit of a waiting game with him. But uh, I think, um, yeah, currently he should easily get a run at the moment. So hopefully we do.
0: All right. Well, fingers crossed that you're going to have good representation on that big night, which is only a couple of weeks away. You're going to have one runner today at Albion Park. Talent Despair. She's a proven Group One performer in her own right. This is a good lineup. She's a last start winner, but she's been kept fresh. What are the expectations today?
1: Yeah, well, she hasn't raced for a little while. Um, she won her last start, and you know, she, we kind of rushed her up from a. She she nearly had. I think she had twelve months off in between in between the two runs, and um, she came up really well. And I, I probably was guilty of uh, seeing the Winter Carnival and the eyes light up and. Um, probably pushed her a bit too hard, too quick, and, and she was running some poor races there, um, you know, going back six or eight weeks ago, some of those races that she should have been a lot better in. I know she won her last start, but um, we just sort of freshened her up a little bit, and, um, yeah, I think I think she's ready to run a lot better than what she was. Uh, hopefully we get something like the old, the old girl back again. Um, that being said, uh, I don't know if the old girl would have been able to beat some of these ones there today. That would have been a bit of a tough ask for her anyway, so um, she better bring her A game.
0: All right, the trip
1: twenty one hundred and thirty eight meters. Any concern? No, not really.
0: I mean, it's uh, they sort of got to run it. It's only, it's only an extra
1: bend in reality, so they, um, yeah, we we work them over over a bit of distance at home anyway. So, I mean, we'll only use it as an excuse if we thought we should have won.
0: Fair enough, fair enough. I appreciate the time this morning. Good news uh, in regards to some of those stable stars that everything's on track as far as the triad is concerned and uh, hopefully that good form continues. Appreciate the time. We'll see you Trackside later today.
1: Thanks, Chris. See you then.